Hi, I'm Rebecca Roberts. Hi, I'm Harriet Small. Welcome to Have You Got Five Minutes? PR comms and marketing podcast answering the things you'd normally have asked someone really quickly about at an event or while making a brew in the office. Hi, Rebecca. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. So we're going to chat a little bit about financial services, which sounds very sensible. Yeah, so Carla and GameStop, I guess, really like been hitting up the boring grey financial services I think the thing about Klarna is um, this sort of lobbying work was started by Alice Tapper who runs a page called Go Fund Yourself and she wrote a book as well so she started this campaign last year to really highlight how dangerous some of these buy now pay later schemes were and the messaging around them and I remember she shared something I think it was in the summer about this promotion um, that Klarna were doing, dressed like Villanelle. And I was thinking, well, dressing like a serial killer is great if I'm earning the same money she's earning, but if I'm putting it all on credit, this doesn't work. It's really unhealthy. Genuinely, the kind of payday loans and Klarna and some of this stuff is the first time that young audiences in particular come across anything in terms of money and loans and the messaging. I think Alice had shared some really interesting screen grabs of like the the ads themselves around how influencers are talking about them and currently there was the regulation doesn't extend to even say there's risk involved so it sounds like the perfect deal and uh, the culture that it's created is almost a bit like Mm. you know why wouldn't you do this the reason why the messaging is so important because when we get it when we get it wrong it's poor messaging that's when people become victims of dubious characters so last year as well there was this whole thing around invest in the stock market and there was people there was some influencers who were paid and they were they were sort of standing in front of fancy cars and they had all this fury and they made it seem so lavish and yet they would they never shared the dangers of what it, it is actually like to invest in the stock market anyone who's planning to do it needs to seek proper financial advice which is why i found the opinion piece by a mother in the guardian yesterday really interesting which was saying that she's really worried about her son who started investing um, after GameStop. It's interesting looking at some of the trends on TikTok and Instagram, money and investment and um, stock market are some of the biggest growth areas. Like young people are interested in, you know, making money for themselves and being entrepreneurial. Um, FT had an article at the weekend actually, and it's about a new film that's coming out out and it's linked to a book basically it's a project that was done over the past six years called the bank job and it was about um, a community in east london kind of fighting back against kind of high interest debt and it was a term they used which i thought was really interesting which was around like the industry of debt in this country and i think when you think of it as an industry you have marketing you have like messaging you have you know people trying to get money asa just ruled out two ads last week as well from companies that were portraying themselves as if they were charities helping people with debt, when actually they were like debt management companies trying to get money. And I think as soon as you see it as an industry trying to get something from you, you have a very different take on like the messaging and everything around that. Yeah, and I was worried about the messaging that sometimes women's media puts out. Like there was a there was a tweet I saw by Glamour, which was it sort of has Kim Kardashian, the gif of Kim Kardashian, like scrolling through her phone. And it says scrolling through my phone as if I understand the stock market and investing. And I find it really patronising because 
actually we do understand this stuff we can read about it we can find out about it on the flip side you've got stylists who've gone to quite extreme lengths to work with Nat West to try and really help women understand more about money how to get out of debt so it's just interesting how some media is still in that sort of mindset where it's women don't understand this stuff, we need to splurge. I don't know if you remember back in the day when you used to read a lot of glossy magazines, and there was always this thing, save, spend, splurge. Everything towards us was all about spend. And making you feel like you should be spending that. And I guess, you know, like you had that from magazines, but you could put them down. So Instagram's like a 24-7 feed of that. Um, Team Vogue have been doing a good job. And there's also Iona Young Money, who I've followed. She's founded Young Money as well. So today we're taking five minutes to talk about getting speaking gigs. So you've done quite a bit of speaking at stuff. Why did you start that? Like, How did you go about it? So I started to build up my confidence by doing them like on smaller stages, like little meetups when we could meet up in person with people and doing them at like small gatherings. So I started doing them there. But I think the biggest thing that I took away from speaking gigs is you've got to speak on something you really like. It's very difficult to, to start speaking about something you're not interested in. So generally with speaking, it's not like I'm more confident than I was, but I still find it like terrifying and I'll get really nervous. If you're presenting on something that you don't really like or love, because you have that fear of being up on stage and talking about something and feeling a bit exposed, it's all the questions after like, oh my God, they're going to say, well, I know someone who knows more than that than you. And I think if you, if you love the subject, it's fine because you can say well I don't know that or like oh that's really interesting and have a discussion but I think it, it heightens that feeling of nervousness if you've been asked to speak about something that you don't feel comfortable with. Yeah I agree with you on the nerves I still get nervous I actually worked with Ron Keller Wow last year in a session on like and I say no to more stuff than I say yes to because I get really really scared it's crazy I think some people think that we just say yes to everything and also I think people need to maybe understand when to say no to speaking gigs because yeah. one of those toxic panels where they bring you on because they know you sort of have a view which is going to which other people are going to sort of disagree with I get asked a bit but I also put myself out there and engage with things that I think I want to do or events I want to be involved with so I think sometimes you know don't be too much of a princess to think like I'm just waiting for my shining moment and like because you do have to actually put yourself out there and then I think we should talk about being paid or not yes I'll come back to what you said about the um pitching yourself so I'll give you an example last 2020 I spoke at the Granica summit and on the same stage as Clive Woodward which is like amazing but I had waited two years for that and I had built a relationship and it took like literally two years for that to mature and in terms of getting paid I think this is a really a really big one because when you're in-house and you're doing a normal nine to five job it's easy to take the two hours out or to go to a conference because you're still getting your salary and I think Alex Holder wrote about this but when you're a freelancer or you've got other work that's much more of a priority it's very difficult to take that time out to prepare what you're going to speak about and then on top of that go and do the speaking because you're losing paid work so I would always say, if you're able to, always talk about, am I getting paid for this? And also, when we are able to travel, ask for travel expenses and accommodation expenses, because it can be 
can turn out to be a lot of money. I was going to talk a bit about the type of opportunities because I think for a lot of people going up and doing a talk for an hour is like a horrifying thought and a really good way of starting to kind of get in there and feel confident our panels what do you think so i normally break it down as in you you speak about an idea or concept or you're promoing something and then you've got a case study and then panels and so it's about really thinking about which one you fall into another really good thing to start thinking about is when you think about the things you might talk about, then think about like the style because there is that tendency when you're first starting out to literally include every single word you might ever say on a slide. How do you feel comfortable presenting and like practice and try and find the right way for you? Actually, it's really good you said that because you know when I've heard a lot of people talk about the TED Talk format and apparently when you're doing TED Talks, they actually really don't like it when you've got loads of slides. The best speaker submissions I've filled in ask you like, what's your idea? But what are your take? What are your designs takeaways for the audience? And I think if you're whether they ask you that or not, it's a really good thing to think about. Like at the end of them hearing you chat for ten minutes, 20, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever, what do you hope they go away and do? There's got to be some learning there or some reason. And I think if you can focus on that from start to finish, like it's just like a story, and you can remember telling a story, so it just becomes easier. I like that telling a story all the way through. Thanks for joining us and everything we've mentioned will be in the show notes. We're here to answer the questions you need answers to and talk about the PR, communications and marketing topics you care about because we've got five minutes. You can DM us or contact myself, Harriet, at comdoveracoffee.com and Rebecca at threadandfable.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe so others can find us. Find us on Twitter at Rebecca7Roberts and at Harriet Smallsey.